can agree on that. And that's something we need to stand on, folks. You know, when we say, "Well, Jesus is my healer; he, He's all that I need," then we got to allow Him to show you uh, what's interfering with receiving all that we need. Amen. I mean, we know that He is all we need. He says several places in His Word that seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and everything that we need will be added to us in our life. And uh, what takes place, we know He's all that we need, but we allow other things to interfere with us, allowing Him to be all that we need. And we seek the Lord, earnestly seek Him, He will show us what's interfering uh, with our life. That uh, we're not allowing Him to be all that we need. You know, the Scripture says, i got competition going on right now. It's the Word of God, brother. Hey, you know, that's that's, that's fine. Uh-uh. But, uh, yep, Psalms 23 is good. Yeah, amen. Amen. But He will actually show us you know, what's interfering with us. What's, what's what we need to separate ourselves from. And He is all that we need. But, uh, in the middle of the night when you wake up or in the afternoon or anywhere that you go and Someone there maybe wants you to compromise what Christ has said for us to do. And we know that He'll meet our needs. We don't have to surrender to the things of this world. And I know we all have good intentions today, man. Right now, we could we could tear down the walls any place because, man, the Spirit of God here is so strong. Uh, but when we leave and tomorrow and then the world comes around to us again, we've we got to have that desire. Uh, to please Him. To follow Him. That's why it's so important to have your circle of friends being the circle of Christ. Moses is going to lift you up and bring the Scriptures to you. Uh, one that loves you enough when you start saying or doing something the Word of God says, I, I don't do that. To say, hey, hey, you don't want to do that. Amen. We need a friend to, to do that. Remind us. Because these days that we're entering to, Wow. You know, I don't, uh, you know, during praise and worship, the Lord was speaking to me about Mr. Biden. And uh, when I told you about the $6 billion we released to Iran, when Iran is the enemy of Israel, okay? And what God showed me was uh, nothing takes God by surprise, okay? We have what we have today in our government because we've been crying out uh, for truth, Amen. We've been crying out for God to deliver us. In order to deliver us, He had to show us what's going on. And He has done that over the last several years now. The corruption and stuff is, we just couldn't believe all that. But He's honoring our prayers. Not the way that we thought. We thought it would be something a lot easier. Amen? But how does it really get people's attention? Grab your pocketbooks. Amen? Uh, take the food off your shelf. Come over and, and show you the attacks been gone against our children for years now, for decades. Who ever believed that? And man, so it's moving us uh, to do what God's called us to do, to stand for His Word. He's saying, hey folks, I'm exposing this to you. Now what are you going to do about it? You know, like, oh, we're just going to be a, a 
complain about it or are we going to go into like we're doing now spiritual warfare and pray and seek and, and, and really pay attention to who we put in in office vote for God God puts people in office Biden's in there and I truly believe he got in there because of uh, of falsification amen did I take God by surprise no because he's honoring our prayers let the truth be prevailed now we look back to Iran again at six billion dollars. My God laid it upon my heart. But hey, listen, Iran gets defeated, and what would they say? Oh, we had that six billion dollars that the United States kept from us. <laughs> we destroyed Israel. So God releases the six billion dollars to them to show His hand, folks. When God is done with this situation here. He will be glorified. The eyes are going to be like, ah. It can be no excuse. It can be like, like if, if, if I was going to attack my son back here and he's standing there, I'm going after him. Or let's put him attacking me. Yeah, he could he whip me. Uh, and I stand there and I've got uh, my nunchucks. If you guys ever use nunchucks, nunchucks, 2,000 pounds of pressure at the very end of that in the hands of somebody can use them correctly. You know, I got this and I got that and all this. I rely on all these things I got around me. And he comes after me. I get defeated because of his relationship with God. Amen? Think of that. If he came after me and defeated me, thumped me. And I said, yeah, well, I have my nunchucks. <laughs> I have my throwing stars. <laughs> I have my ball bat, my two before. I have all these excuses. I would have defeated him. I have all these things. I get destroyed. Look at me other people. Don't look at Ryan. I say, don't mess with Ryan. I'm telling you, you want know, all this stuff he had coming against him? And he prevailed? It's going to be the same way of Israel. This war that we're in. And we are in it because we are lovers of Israel. It's going to show God's mighty power. And so, again, as we continue to intercede for our nation and for Israel and for one another, we allow God to do what He wants to do. He works through His Word. Remember that. We, our spoken Word, we allow Him to do what He wants to do. And i tell you what, it's, it's a big spiritual battle going on right now. But he's going back here again saying that in that song we had, He's my healer. He's all that I need. And we need to get to that point in our life really that He is all that we need. How many people have been through some tough times, but even through the tough times, it drew you closer to God. Amen? Now how many of He brought us through the tough times and then we go backwards again? Amen? I mean, how many of you ever been to the doctors? We've all been there. And He tells you something. Say He tells you something about your heart. Okay? Now listen, you lay off the bacon fat, you got to lay off them hot dogs, you know, you got to drink some of this stuff and do this stuff. Oh, yes, thank you, doctor. We leave there and say, could you fill up? You feel good about it. And uh, a week or two later, next thing you know, you're eating a hot dog or you got a pound of bacon going down there or you're eating red meat every day. And you don't think nothing about it. And all of a sudden, mm, I got a chest pain. Is that from the tartar sauce or... So then you start remembering what the doctor told you. And so now you start doing what the doctor said again. And it goes back and forth. If you would just listen to the doctor to start with, 
and, and yield to his wisdom, we'd all probably been better off. Amen? It took us a while probably for some of us to come around to, hey, I'm going to listen to my doctor. Again, I'm not judging your doctor. I always pray for my doctors. But I'm just saying the point here is the same way with God. As he intercedes in us, as, as he leads us, if we say, hey, you're all that I need, he is there for us. You know, lady in the Bible, go ahead, Pete. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take you to a lady here in the Bible that I think we're very familiar with. If I can find it. Yeah, thank you. Mark chapter 5, we're going to plow there a little bit this morning. Uh, verse 21. But in our life, we have to get to the point that Jesus is all that we need and be able to trust in Him. And we're looking at where Jesus had just returned from across the lake. I'm reading out the uh, Passion Translation. And a huge crowd of people quickly gathered around Him on the shoreline. Just then a man saw that it was Jesus, so he pushed through the crowd and threw himself down at His feet. His name was Jarius, a Jewish official who was in charge of the synagogue. He pleaded with Jesus, saying over and over, Please come with me. My little daughter is at the point of death, and she's only 12 years old. Come and lay your hands on her and heal her, and she will live. Jesus went with him, and the huge crowd followed, pressing in on him from all sides. I mean, I don't know how many people there, probably hundreds of them. You know how it is when you see some of the rock stars and stuff on TV, or you, I mean, you just can't even get close to them. They're just pushing, touching them all the time. Now, the crowd that day was a woman who had suffered horrible from continual bleeding for 12 years. She had endured a great deal under the care of various doctors, yet in spite of spending all she had on their treatments, she was not getting better but worse. When she heard about Jesus' healing power, she pushed through the crowd and came up from behind him and touched his prayer shawl. For she kept saying to herself, If only I could touch his clothes, I know I will be healed. As soon as her hand touched him, her bleeding immediately stopped. She knew it, for she could feel her body instantly being healed of her disease. Jesus knew at once that someone had touched him, for he felt the power that always surged around him. That power had passed through him for someone to be healed. He turned and spoke to the crowd, saying, Who touched my clothes? And the disciples answered, What do you mean, who touched you? Look at this huge crowd. They're all pressing up against you. But Jesus' eyes swept across the crowd looking for the one who had touched him for healing. When the woman who experienced this miracle realized what had happened to her, she came before him, trembling with fear, and threw herself down at his feet, saying, I was the one who touched you. And she told him her story for what had just happened. And Jesus said to her, Daughter, because you dared to believe, your faith has healed you. Go with peace in your heart and be free from your suffering. Mm. Now look at that. And she had this disease, we talked about this before, for 12 years, suffered, went to all the doctors, spent all her money. And during that course of time, I'm assuming she's heard about Jesus. Because she said that earlier, but the, the, the faith that she has. Someone might have been instructing, hey man, listen, I knew this guy, this Jewish guy, he, he's something else. He could heal you. Ah, come on. You know, I, I don't want to do that. I'm going to do this. 
But they kept, she kept hearing reports. Because we saw in the scriptures there, hundreds of thousands of people had followed Jesus throughout his ministry. Not all at one time, but so some people are talking about it. Think about it. Someone is talking about it, and while people are hearing it, it's building up people's faith. And there she is. She's tried everything that she could do. Tried everything. Hey, hey, listen to the revival tonight. Come on, I'll take you here. And they're going to talk about, the, about Jesus. You know, I, I understand. No, 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 I'm going to do it this way. Another day. Hey, come on. Word of God. Come on. I know this guy can heal you. I mean, he's a healer. You just come and, and listen to him. That's, that's okay. But time and time again, even though they rejected, she may have rejected going to Jesus, she kept hearing it back her head. Finally, it got to the point, she had no place else to turn to. There was nothing left out there. Man. Look at all these people talking about Jesus. Eyeballs in the head of a guy didn't have eyeballs. Brought the dead back to life. It blew her every day. I, I want to do that. So she steps out. I'm going to go touch Jesus. Think of that. She could have been put in prison because she's unclean. She could not come out in the streets. Besides, hey, listen, I have nothing to lose. And finally, she goes out there and she gets in this crowd and all these people around the master. She said, I got to touch him. I just got to touch him. Because why? Well, some of the scriptures say that the master will come with healing in his wings, and wings would be that tassel hanging off his prayer shawl. She pushed in and pushed in and pushed in, finally touched him. And the minute she touched him, wow, she was healed. And Jesus recognized it. Now, I ask you, how many other people was healed that day? Other than he went down to Jairus' house and healed his daughter. But in that crowd, how many people was pushing into him? How many other people was touching the one who's a healer? But only one person got healed. Why? Because of faith. Think of that. Faith. That's what made all the difference. All the time that she heard about the Master. And she kind of... Ah, Put it up here, but it, oh yeah, I'm not going to exercise my faith on that because she was still relying on other things. Folks, there's nothing wrong with relying on doctors. Amen. Don't get, don't walk out here thinking I'm going to cancel all my doctor appointments. Okay, because all the doctors can do to help your body heal how God already created it to heal. Amen. But man, there was nothing left, and then she had to get the point that Jesus is all I need. And she got in there and touched him, and boom, she was healed. Instantly healed. He gave her her life back. She had nothing. I mean, anything else, she would have been in jail. I mean, because of being in unclean status and, and having an opportunity or they're saying that she could infect many people with her uncleanness. Yeah, that sounds kind of familiar. The last couple of years, huh? There's nothing new under the sun. But her faith, and faith comes by how? Hearing by the Word of God. Romans. Romans 28.18 If you have your Bibles with you, if you turn there for me, this is very important for whatever you want in your life as you walk with the Master. Romans 18. We're going to start with 10. Romans 10.17 Yeah, I was in 
I was going somewhere else too, but yeah, I got there first. <laughs> Romans ten seventeen, and we shared this the other day. And in the Passion Translation, it says, Faith then is birth in a heart that responds to God's anointed utterance of the anointed one. Faith is birth in a heart that responds to God's anointed utterance of the anointed one. And your Bible might say, Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Amen? And and so this here just kind of breaks it down a little bit more. Hearing the word of God, then responding to the word of God. That's what I'm saying here. Faith is birthed in a heart that responds to God's anointed utterance of the anointed one. So we hear the word of God, then we respond to the word of God. I mean, that's like reading a prescription on your or in your medicine, then responding to the instructions. Take one a day or two a day, however it says, responding to it. You can read that instruction, leave it on the shelf, and it ain't going to do nothing for you. Amen? We can hear the Word of God, which is awesome. When you hear that, then it has to birth faith in us. You have to realize that God cares for you. He has a desire to be in your, in your life. That He would do nothing against you. And realize that He is all that we need. And then when we hear this word, we respond to it. Faith comes like That allows you to step out. That allowed that lady to step out in that crowd. Go against the, the mainstream people. Probably listen to people say, Don't go out there. Don't go out there. I know you don't feel good and stuff. But at least, you, at least you're here. If they catch you, they're going to put you in prison. You, you can't go No. I'm going. If He did that for others, I believe He'll do the same thing for me. That she went out pushed through the crowd, and touched Jesus and got healed. And He still offers us the same thing today, but folks, we have to step out for Jesus. Amen? I mean, we have to hear the Word of God and respond to it. we got we got to have a desire for it, put it that way. It all starts by starting to hear it. Oh, I don't want to hear that. And then you hear it again. Then you hear it again, and then it starts resonating with you. Well, Jesus is... Mm. I mean, we all say this Bible is truth, right? Amen. And this is the Word of God. God cannot lie. He's not a man that He can lie. This all is truth. Man, do we want truth? I think we really do. Sometimes we want to pick and choose. I want truth on this, but not truth about this. Amen. Selective. You know. I want to hear the Word of God, but I don't want to step on my toes. He's going to step on your toes because He loves you. How you respond to that will make all the difference in your life. How you respond to it. But faith comes by hearing, hearing the Word of God. I myself, as a pastor, I stand up in the morning and I can share the Word of God with you. I can give you what God's direction is for our life. I cannot build your faith. Your faith becomes by studying the Word of God throughout the week, by reading it. To have it in the center of your life. That you want to please the God who created us. To honor Him. To love Him. Jesus says, if you love me, you do what? Obey, keep my commandments. Yeah. If you love me, you obey my commandments. You follow me. So if we choose, hey, I love Jesus. Woo-wee. But the question is, okay, you love Him. How do you share your love for Him? If you love me, you follow me. Do we obey my words? Do we obey His words, His commandments? Or do we do we twist them around? Do we water them down a little bit? 
to allow society to come in and say, hey, things are different than 2,000 years ago when Jesus spoke? Do we say that, you know, things are more acceptable today in our life? Because our government passed laws that say it's okay now? Look at the, the morality of our nation that, I mean, look how far it's fallen, fallen, fallen in 60 years. Wow. Why? Well, part of it is because we got lax. No, it's not part of it. It's a reason why. We didn't have the desire to stand as Christians and say, no, that is against God's Word. We can't do that. From anything. It can be standing up at, at the school board meetings. Hey, listen. These homecoming, not queens, but homecoming, help me out. No. One, two, give me an A. Cheerleaders, yes. And these cheerleaders outfits are too short. They're showing everything that God gave them for privacy. We need them, them skirts lower. Standing up. Amen. I got two. Ladies said amen. I got no amens from the guys, okay? Let's go a little bit farther. Standing up. Woo! Hey, my four year old granddaughter. She's not a prostitute. Quit dressing up like one and put her out on the dance dance floor. Why we have little girls out there going shaking their hind ends around and everyone wants to say, God delivers from the wolves out there that are abducting our children and put them in a sex slave. We're out there putting the meat in front of the lion and complaining that the lion's eating the meat. And it's not very popular to say that. But it's the truth. Amen. Does God want his little kids out there on display? No. So when we voice our opinion, woo, people ain't going to like that. But I don't care. We're going to please people or God. Just things like that. When we say Christ is all I need, you end up being he's all you're going to have before long. Because the world will turn away from you. But when you speak, you're planting the seeds, the truth into their life. And sometimes they say, oh man, he was right. And others say, oh man, I wish I would listen. Go read what we sow. But the awesome thing about Jesus is he'll come in if you allow him to. He'll come in and clean up your, your garden for you. He'll help destroy what you sowed and help you plant a new crop. A crop is going to honor him and, and bless yourself. But we have to allow him to do that. We got to have faith in his word and a desire for it. You know, in the Bible, I won't read the scriptures today, but there's in the Bible it talks about sowing seeds. How the farmer went out and sowed seeds, and some of the seed fell upon thorny ground, and it took root but got choked out, and other seeds um, fell on rocks and could get nothing. Sometimes the seed was grown and thrown out, and it started growing really nice. Oh, but the wind, the cares, oh, it came and destroyed it. But the seed that fell on good ground, it brought a harvest in for the farmer 30, 60, 100 fold. You think, well, thank you, Pastor, but I don't plant gardens, okay? Well, the word that I speak out, the word that you read, it comes upon the soil. That is your heart, your spiritual heart. Now, if we're there ready to receive, if we plant it in, take root, it's going to grow. But very quickly, what is spoken can be gone. 
Yeah, we can leave here today. Yeah, you're right. Man, God is awesome. He's all I need. He's my healer. He's my provider. And then we step out there, and your car is started up, and the battery's dead. And next thing we know, well, everything it just spoken to you about the Word of God is gone now. Because the thing of the world comes in and instills that. It can be as simple as, and we all do it, so I'm not speaking again, because we got to do it. We're coming in here, bringing in the, the message today, boom, and we got to get up and we go to the bathroom. And please go to the bathroom. <laughs> you just happen to go before I said this, okay? But that one thing that's coming across, that one point maybe is going to resonate with you, you miss it because nature called, okay? So that's why we give you the scriptures so that when you go back home, you read what I was talking about. That's why the, the sermons and stuff goes online. Because some folks can't make it in sometimes, and sometimes, what did he say? And so you get online there, and it, you can play scacreshockton.com. And uh, you can hear the message. It would be a few days to get it posted and stuff. That way you oh, okay, oh, he did say that. Or it might be as simple as, what was that joke he told? <laughs> it's pretty funny. But while you're trying to find my joke, you hear the Word of God again in the Scripture. But it, it is hearing the Word of God, let it resonate in your life, grabbing a hold of that, and let it produce in your life. A time is coming, and it's already here, I do believe, where as the church is being shaken, the world is being shaken, whatever can be shaken is being done. And we have to watch ourselves here that we don't allow the world shaking and the church shaking cause us to fall away. But Jesus gives us a warning. When He gave us instruction, I'll put it that way. In Revelation three fifteen and 16, Revelation 3, let me bring this up here. He's talking to the different churches. Jesus, this is, this is the last chapter in the Bible where the church is mentioned until we come back. Because after this chapter 3, chapter 4.1, it talks about the taking away of the church, the rapture of the church. So before that takes place, he gave the warning out to the church then and also applies to us to now. And in verse 15, in Revelation 3.15, it says, I know all that you do, and I know that you are neither frozen in apathy nor fervent with passion. How I wish you were either one or the other. Because you are neither hot, cold nor hot, but lukewarm, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. For you claim I am rich and getting richer, I don't need a thing. Yet you are clueless that you're miserable, poor, blind, barren, and naked. Now going back to the scripture, they says, in a lot of your, your translations say, I wish you were either hot or cold, but you're lukewarm. And he says, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. So he said, now if you somebody's hot for the Lord, they're talking about Jesus. You come up, I mean, I got this problem, and they start sharing this problem. Let's look at the Word of God. I'm going to tell you about Jesus. Now, people might not respond to it. No, I don't need to hear that. Okay. But you know He's the answer. There's not one problem in the world that Jesus Christ is not the answer. Amen? So we know that. Oh, let me tell you about this. Oh, man. I mean, it'd be like, hey, let me tell you about this. Oh, we had it the other day. Somebody brought it up from the basement. They had a, a bakery cake. That you don't have to bake. 
that is donated to us. And you just add water and you sit back and it takes place. <laughs> and you want one of those? How exciting that is. You don't have to worry about baking the thing. I don't know how it works. I didn't try eating it either, okay? But you get excited, man. This is how it works, okay? Wow. Well, sharing that. So, a, a person who's following Jesus, who's hot, and that's who he's coming for, is always looking at Jesus for the answer, always sharing what Jesus says. <coughs> One who is cold, if I listen, yeah, there might be a God stuff. I have nothing to do with him. I don't need him in my life. If you don't do your little thing, go ahead. But I don't, I don't need God. Well, right away, you you look at that guy, and you want to go to heaven. You want to find the answers. Well, you want to hang around him, would you? Because you know they don't have the answer. Amen. And God said, "I'd rather have you hot or cold." When you're hot, that means you're sharing the love. And if you're cold, you're not leading anybody uh, falsely to hell, thinking of leading to heaven because you had nothing to do with God. But he says, those who are lukewarm, lukewarm, I'm about, he says, to spit you out. Otherwise, wake up! This is the church of Laosadio. Am I saying it right? <coughs> She's my interpreter back there. Mm. But it applies to us today. Where are we at today? Folks, he's not coming back for a lukewarm Christian. Understand that? Don't let all this stuff in your head you hear about kicking back, he's coming, get rapture stuff. That'll do nothing. I said a prayer five, six years ago, and I'm okay now, or 20 years ago. He's coming back for those who are being persecuted, those who are following him, those who may be being rejected, those who are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's who he's coming back for. You know, we have to understand that. Well, how do I know if I'm lukewarm or not? How often do you read your Bible? How often do you make it to a Bible study? <coughs> I mean, your, your Bible study doesn't mean you have to come here for it. It could be, there's some great Bible studies on TV if you can't get out, amen? We have the best teacher here, but other than that. But, but your desire for it. Think of that. Your desire to be in fellowship. I mean, lukewarmness has taken over the church the last three or four years. You know, we went through this little thing called pandemic. Okay? And we were closed for two weeks to realize what was going on. But people now who can come, they don't come. They walk out at church time on TV, the floppy shoes on, their cup of coffee, their hair stuck up in the middle like that. Okay. Come, Jesus, come. Really? What's so terrible with you? Is your coffee getting cold? Did you get off the couch? You know, you see what I'm saying? That's lukewarm. If you don't have a desire to read the Word of God, you don't have a desire to worship Him. If you don't have a desire to come to church. Now listen, there, there's Sundays that's tough to come to church. Amen? I'm the pastor. <laughs> no. But I ask you this. When Christ is all you need, when you know He's what you need, when you know, man, I can't, I need Him. Nine o'clock comes, you get ready to go to church. You know, uh, <coughs> not today. Just don't want to come. Okay, again, I'm just, you got a different reason. But on Monday, it's nine o'clock, and you got a doctor appointment at ten o'clock. And Bob really didn't want to go to the doctor's today. But I need to go. I need my checkup. I need him to look at me and see how I'm doing. 
I need his instruction for, for what I should do next. You know, it's very important. I feel like going, but I want to go. Well, who is a great physician? Who is it? Jesus, right? How much more can he do for you than an earthly doctor? But again, I'm not saying there's not excuses not to come. We're all been sick. Please don't come and puke all the place. Okay, you get sick. Well, this is a thermometer to check yourself. Are you lukewarm? Where's your passion at? That's what he's saying. What you desire is to share the gospel to allow Christ to love people through you. That's what we got to look at. Now, how does it change? By hearing the Word of God. You know, get up in the morning, you got a bad morning. Ah, another day. Get your coffee, start drinking it. Maybe a piece of chocolate cake that maybe you make again. Mm. And you start thinking of all the stuff going wrong. Wait a second, wait a second. I'm going to start my day off the way it should be started. And it's going to be in Scripture. It's going to be praising my God. Lord, I worship you this morning. I don't know what you got planned for me today. I don't know what we're going to encounter, but God, whew, I'm yours. Use my mouth today. Use everything I have. Father, somehow I can bring glory and help to somebody that's going through a tough time. And you just sort of lifting yourself up. It's just this, this spirit of depression. I've got many times I just cast down the spirit of depression today. Nope. I lose that spirit of joy I have in Christ Jesus. Mm-mm. Body, you line up the Word of God. By His stripes I have healing. Kidneys, liver, I'll speak about every organ of my body. My mind, I'll bind sickness and disease. And Why do I do that? Because He tells us we can do that. Amen. Encourage ones, other ones. That's where faith comes from. Hearing it. And it builds up. That way when you go into your prayer closet, you have faith that your prayers are being heard. Well, you want to pray about it? Well, I don't know if you want to. I mean, if you're a Christian to start with, and you say, well, if you want to, well, no thanks. Because I need my faith and your faith to come together or two more of us come together. My prayer will be knowledge by your unbelief. Okay. Now, somebody's not born again yet. They have no faith yet in the Lord. Hey, let me pray for you. I know He can raise the dead. He has a purpose for your life. I'm going to lay my hands on Him and pray and speak healing to your body. Then you've got to seek the Lord to keep that healing. Are you really willing to do that? Yes. Instructions. Amen. <coughs> but it's having desire for Christ to be involved in your life completely in everything that you do. Otherwise, we are considered lukewarm. And those who are cold, those who are lukewarm, if we stay that way, we won't be gone in the rapture. We'll be back here. I'm not saying that you won't get to heaven, but the Bible speaks of those who are left behind, you'd be martyred. Because once you realize... Man, I blew it. You got that desire then to share the gospel. Because how many people be around you that they was following you instead of Jesus? They was following you because, hey, and they did the same thing you did and they're left behind too. So then you have to take a stand and say, wait, I was wrong. And then you'll be persecuted put to death. Well, it does release your spirit and soul to heaven. So choose Jesus today. And there's not one thing that you're fighting today that He cannot help you with. But we have to get to the point that He's what I need. 
Let's get rid of obstacles that's going to try to steal this Word of God when you walk out the door today. The obstacles that you walk out there, and for many of us today, you felt that mighty move of God, the presence of Him in here. He'll come and try to take it away because that's the way how Satan operates. Remember, He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And He does it to take away the Word of God. But Christ comes to give us life and give it more abundantly, but we have to surrender to Him. And don't take anybody else's opinion on things. Don't live your life according to what Fernando believes. And don't live your life what I believe. Live it what the Word of God says. Now, I believe in the Word of God. Amen? And you can say, oh, that crazy pastor, he believes this here. Let me look at it. Oh, well, that's why he believes that. Amen? And so are you, Fernando. But it's Christ. It's the Word of God that we have to be centered in. Now, I don't mind if you like me, but don't fall in love with me. Fall in love with Jesus. He'll never fail you. you know, he'll never let you go. He'll hang on to you. But it's us surrendering and folks, your prayer life. Don't stop praying. Those things that you've been praying for, your heart's been poured out for, and you're not seeing, in fact, you're seeing things getting worse, then better. Hey, that doesn't knowledge God's Word. Again, some things have to be revealed for people to be rescued. Stand in there, find the Scriptures. You stand, I'll be praying for your kids, your grandkids, whoever it might be. Find the Scriptures that speaks a great inheritance to those who follow the Master. And don't let the devil change you. Don't let him say, ah, quit praying. Yeah. And again, if you have a, you have the prayer concerns that man, you're up in the middle of the night, you're praying, and you want a prayer partner, someone to stand on the word with you, uh, let me know. I offered that a few weeks ago. Write them down. Uh, whatever your 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 prayer concern, just keeping you going at night. And I'll find the scriptures and stand on it with you. Uh, today we'll close out the service. Our praise and worship team will gladly pray with you, stand in agreement with you. And speak the word of God out. And you can share with us how you've been praying for somebody. What scripture you've been standing on. And maybe you say, well, I've been praying for him, Pastor, but I don't have a scripture to stand on. Okay. Write that down. I'm praying for John Doe. Uh, I'm praying that he'll be delivered from alcohol, but I'm not sure how to do it. Okay. Bring it to me. I'll go in the scriptures, find it, write out the scriptures to be set free from it. Give it back to you, and we stand in agreement on that. Amen. That's why you fight our battles that way. But in the coming days, I don't know exactly what God's got in store, but I know whatever it is, it's going to bring Him glory. Don't let it frighten you. I don't know. We were talking about, Carol shared something with me this morning. I just read it briefly about our telephone FEMA emergency broadcast the other day. You know, and uh, I don't know what it's all about. It seems kind of strange all of a sudden, but I know for years we had the technology to interrupt your radio stations and your TVs. Now it went to your cell phone. Uh, strange maybe that three days after they test our emergency alert system Israel gets attacked I don't know uh, again always seek the Lord for wisdom I mean uh, my, my first thought was oh okay now they know they work so if we have issues over here in Ohio in this area uh, they can shut down all our cell phones Boom. no communications yeah, that's why I'm always thinking, okay, God, what's this really going to be? You know, I just don't trust my government. You know, I trust my God, okay, to give us wisdom and stuff. But uh, I'm not sure it can be a great thing for emergency-type deal. Uh, 
But a lot of times, uh, what was meant for good, the devil tried to use it for evil. But then God always turns around for His glory for those who love Him, called by His purpose. Amen? Amen. Amen. May the good Lord bless you and keep you. May He cause His face to shine upon you. And may He watch over you. May the Holy Spirit raise up inside of you like never before. May He lead you in ways that you've never been before. May He strengthen your path. May His Word return to you in the middle of the night, in the middle of the afternoon. When the world is shaking, may He bring your peace upon you. May He bring His comfort. And may His blessed hope reign upon you. And may He yield your voice to His words through the Holy Spirit and speak it out. That Israel shall be saved, that God shall be glorified, and a great harvest is being prepared. And may all His blessing rest upon you, your household, and all the generations that's coming after you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God.